You are listening to OP Breakdowns. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, here with the rock star. Danny, what's going on, brother? Uh, nothing much, actually. It's just, you know, a cool evening and just try to hang out with friends. Yep. I'm uh, sipping on an IPA and ready to break down controlling priority with you. So what do you, what do, so explain to the listeners, what do we mean by controlling priority? Essentially, it's understanding who's going to have priority going into the next round and what you can do to either maintain priority or potentially gain priority by giving away a character or attempting them with something. Exactly. So I, if you listeners, if you've been with me for this whole journey, uh, my literally my episode number two, which was I think I released it in February of 2020, um, was tackling this topic, but it was so long ago and I felt like it was kind of hypothetical. I was I mean, I was probably only like 20 games into MCP at that point, And I would this was this kind of this thing I was wrapping my head around that felt important, but I wasn't sure. I was like, nobody's talking about this yet. Let's, let's talk about it. Um, and now it's, it's just like a really cemented part of the game where you have to keep this in mind. Um, and there was just a moment where, um, I was at LVO 2020, I was playing a game and I realized that I had, um, I think I had uh, usurped the throne on Modoc, and I wanted to KO him before he got to activate. But as the game was progressing, I was realizing I wasn't going to have priority. So I specifically didn't activate a Koye because I knew she was going to get attacked and I was hoping that she would daze and it happened. And then I'm like, and I gained priority. And my opponent was like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. And then Killmonger got to kill Modok, and then Modok never got a chance to activate in me again. And it was like a huge turning point for the game. And that's what kind of inspired all of this. So, um, so Danny, what would, so obviously I just kind of gave a reason for why you would want to like shift it and gain priority. Why would you not want to have priority? Uh, if you have more control pieces, and you have ways to sort of mitigate characters who are standing on secures, or maybe you want to push them off secure, you're trying to flip to make it easier for yourself. Or if you just have the, um, you know, numbers advantage, and you're allowing them to potentially like focus on characters that don't really matter. Yes, for sure. And there, there are just times where like, say, even if you're maybe you're playing against a control list and you need to make sure that they don't get the last activation. Cause that's going to be like Panther or Shuri or someone pushing you off of a point and then like doing something really significant. Maybe that's like your gamma, your home gamma or something where if they get to push you off of it, they're going to get a big score out of it. And you have to deny that. And the only way you could do it is by like dazing a character so that now you're going to get the last activation, which then kind of sets everything up. So you have a better score. Don't get too far behind that sort of thing. Um, but uh, let's, let's go back to ways to gain priority. What do you think is probably like the best example of a good way for you to get priority? Uh, a non-faction specific way or relation specific, sorry way of doing it is follow me as we've been talking about you know over a period of time now and essentially what it allows you to do is to activate two characters in the same turn so essentially combining two characters abilities into one you know block of time which essentially reduces the total number of activations you have so that your opponent will have last activation thus giving you priority 
Yeah, I like it, and you don't even follow me is so good that sometimes you don't even need it. Like I had games where I'm like, oh, well, Killmonger usurped the throne on this character, and they're all totally dead. Um, and I was going to follow me into more damage to try to finish them off. Or no, it was the reverse. I was going to like soften up like a Juggernaut and then have Killmonger usurp the throne on him. But I ended up killing Juggernaut without using Killmonger. And I was like, hmm. Well, I decided to actually still play Follow Me just because I wanted to retain priority to try to like KO Juggernaut. Um, And so I played Follow Me into kind of a pointless activation just to just to make sure that I was going to have priority the next turn. Uh, an interesting way to gain priority is sacrificing onto your own character. Yes, I, Where you're I like, love oh, this character's it. taking you know three damage. You're like, actually, you're taking the punch. Why? It's like, well, dazing is ultimately better for you because it'd be harder to daze you to actually KO you the next round. But two, it'll trick them into doing like their spender or something crazy into a character they're essentially knocking out who's not your high value character. Like into maybe a two threat, maybe into like one of your weaker three threats, more, um, sorry, purpose specific three threats versus like your bruiser three threats. It can get even more interesting if you sacrifice onto a character with defensive rerolls because you could try to roll yourself out of successes to yeah. make sure that you get dazed. Like, like just really this is not a, th- this is not a meme thing. Like quite literally, if you need priority. And you can like play sacrifice onto. I mean, I'm not saying you'd want to do it on Blade, but that's a character who can spend a superpower to like literally reroll his defensive stats. You could try to roll yourself into getting dazed to specifically um, to specifically regain priority. So, like, don't don't sleep on that. That's that can be that can be literally a game winning decision. Um, it is one of those things that's kind of like uh, thinking in 4D, right? is realizing that you can use re-rolls to give yourself worse rolls. And that there are times, you because you were left on one damage, like, well, if I let this character live, they're sitting on one damage, they'll just easily, if I don't activate them early, they will get knocked out easily. And so actually, I would rather be back to full health. Yeah, potentially at risk of them focus firing, maybe take this character down, but how likely is that to actually happen? Yeah, 100%. And like sometimes you just want to reroll damage cuz you want to deal one less damage to Venom so he can't snack back you. Or you're just like, "Oh, I I want to leave them with lo- one less power. Like I I I did a little bit more damage than I want. I'm going to reroll one success to try to like not give them this key power to hit their spender or something." Um so yeah, that's just really important stuff to keep in mind, not necessarily specific to priority, but you know, kind of a playoff of sacrifice. You can also just bodyguard. Um and so sometimes you may want to make sure in the prior turn that your bodyguard is positioned appropriately so that you don't have to activate them. And you, you have to be kind of conscious of that in the moment and make sure so that the bodyguard can be there ready to go. Like Koye can be perfect for this where you're just like, oh, I'm going to get Koye killed. She only has four health. This person is trying to like now daze my big heavy hitter. Um, You'll just take it on a Koye, daze her, regain priority, and she's got a defensive reroll, so you can try to reroll out of successes. Um, yeah, it is. Um, getting priority is generally more important for attrition teams, but if it's like round three, round four, if you realize that by gaining priority, you can take out a low health character of theirs, that would like fundamentally change how the game would play out that next round. 
yep. it's sometimes better to be aggressive, take out that character, restrict their ability to like go offensively into you, and like yeah, you'll you know you're gonna lose priority in the next round, but you've essentially broken that person's back, and they're not really able to retaliate you on that next turn, and now you're controlling tempo in the match. Yeah, I totally agree. Um. Beyond, let's so let's use an infamous one, right? Obviously, like the husband and wife abilities, right? Yep. Like Corvus and Proxima. That's probably the one that people see the most often. Where you know you you then after Corvus murders something, he activates Proxima. Maybe she even picks up the extract that they dropped or something, and it just allows them a dual activation to make sure that they get to keep the murder train rolling. Yeah, they can just easily roll into each other and continuously do damage. She has a way to place herself, right? And so it ends up being a leapfrog effect where they're both just doing damage and laying into a character, and they're just trying to focus fire and knock someone out while maintaining priority. Because the other advantage is that if you know you can reduce actions to, like, follow me or to, like, sacrifice uh, diverging, is that you know which characters you're able to neck out the next round. And just play play out of the game. Yep, it's uh, it just like plays in plays into the whole plan, and obviously that applies to sin and crossbones as well. Not nearly as commonly, yep. um, but I have had a situation where like I passed against a criminals player, um, and then they uh, then they did sin and crossbones and gained priority, and I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming because they didn't really do anything except give them priority and i i wasn't expecting i think it was even like a round one play and i was like oh that 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 is not what i wanted yeah uh i mean like they are they can be surprisingly good like illicit tech with ways like uh, malekith right giving uh crossbones a free move out of activation so he's now in to start doing his punch game um just a lot of they're a subtle play where husband and wife is really a much more like prominent thing in the game. Brutal in your face pain that everyone has experienced many times. Is that what you're saying, Danny? Yeah. I'll try to be kind about it though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've played, I don't like playing um, uh, black order that often, but I, I've just found lots of situations where I just really like splashing both Corvus and Proxima because they're both fast and that's one of the things that I like, you know, Corvus is 50 millimeter base medium move. She's a long mover. They're both in Like they just, they just fit in a lot of places. And, and so I think husband and wife often gets more attention than it even deserves because they're just solid characters and probably deserve to be played individually more often than they do. But, or you can play them together and do broken shit there too. It's all good. Uh, yeah. All right. What's it's the just... next, uh, what's the next way to gain prio Danny? Uh, a good way to gain prio is like we talked about in another episode is all according to plan. And you essentially are paying 10 power and you're just taking priority. It doesn't even matter what happens, right? You're just, it is now yours and you get to do with it as you will. And the ability to just straight up steal priority, even though you shouldn't have had it is such a game bending ability that I think for a while people kind of slept on this card with Kingpin because he's like, oh, I'm taking punches. I'm just kind of sitting here. I want to go last because I want to throw people off points, right, and take this. And then you have Shadow Daredevil show up and go, actually, I want to be aggressive. I want to be in your face. I want to start doing things and affecting the next round very quickly here. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a really powerful tool, um, and I do think people need to be like make sure you're aware of a couple of interactions. Like, you don't get power from Infinity Formula or cubes at the point that you have to play that card. So just keep that in mind. Um, and additionally, if you are player one and it's like a criminal's mirror match, player one would have to declare that they play the card. And then the player without priority plays the card, steals priority. And then player one does not get another chance to play the card. So you can't, you can't counter, uh, all according to plan. Um, so that like, when the, when the player is wants to steal priority, you you don't have the you don't have the reverse available to you, um, and so I think that can catch people off guard at times. Um, so and then just a way like I kind of mentioned it earlier in the show, but you can also just hold an activation on a key character. Like I think I made a mistake at LSO where there was a point where I should have gone after a daze instead of trying to protect my character holding the alien ship, because I think that character was going to die anyway. And I think I should have held, hold off activating that character and force them to daze that character to potentially set me up for a KO, which may have put me in a better position in the long run. I didn't realize that in the moment, but I think I should have been like, all right, I'm just not going to activate Domino. I know you're going to kill her and take the alien ship back, but I'm going to use that to allow me to KO Voodoo. Um, may have been a, a better overall plan. Uh, I don't know if that would have worked out, but it was just something I thought about in retrospect. And so it's, this stuff is subtle and you've got a lot to like keep in mind in all moments. Um, Danny, do you have any uh, good anecdotes from your games where there is a good either mistake on your part to lose priority or a great play to gain priority? Um, uh, what I actually say is that priority is like such a pivotal turn to turn thing that you should almost always be looking at what's going to happen to priority in the next round, uh, regardless of, of what faction you're playing. Because as long as you understand you what you want out of priority, you can at least try and make a plan towards achieving that. Um, dice are dice, and they'll always fill you at the wrong moment. But um, being able to at least see the potential outcomes, like if you see a follow me play, you see those things are like, cool, they have follow me. Well, I can safely take out this character because I know they want to play follow me to do something. Yeah, I know they 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 encouraged to do this particular play action, like husband and wife, where I know the moment they do, they're going to take this. So I need to take counter advantage of these situations, right, and actually play into it and either force their hand into it or find some way to get out of the situation. Yeah, and so, I mean, there were games where um, someone did a couple more points to Daredevil and gave me the ability to play all according to plan when I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. And so you can lose priority that way by, like, accidentally giving them the power to play follow me or play all according to plan. So, like, keep that in mind. Um, but also, sometimes you just have to be very mindful of... Like sometimes you just go into that like three or four threat character and you're like, wait a second. What are the odds of me one shotting this character? It's really gonna happen. Is it is it worth the risk? Like, do I daze this character that doesn't matter and then lose priority and then maybe lose the game because of it? Like, is that worth it? Um and so uh, that's just something to keep in mind. There's definitely been moments in games where I'm like, no, I am not attacking that two threat. Cause if I accidentally one shot you, uh, 
I will now lose this game. And that's like me putting some damage on that two threat is totally not worth it. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about MCP is like attacking can be an absolute mistake and can cost you the game. Yeah, like it's understanding that sometimes your opponent wants you to tease a character just because you're giving them power and they're to get up next turn, they have cryo. And something that character do anything to you is that that character is now essentially a waste of time or a waste of activation. Yeah. That's what I was talking earlier about, uh, you know, really having a focus on what you're trying to accomplish with those abilities is when you have priority or a way to affect those cards that you don't want to just play husband and wife just because you can. You're also trying to get value out of it, right? You also want to knock out a character. You also want to do something with it that you're constantly pushing your opponent onto their back foot and forcing them to a situation where they're reacting to you. I concur. All right, well, let's talk about ways to lose Pryo. Like, like to say you're in a situation where you want to be able to go last. Like, if you can go last, then you can just win the game because then you could, you know, have the last chance to flip a secure or have the last chance to push someone off a point. Like, especially, like, in Infinity Formula, there can be points where it's like, oh, if I just get to go last with panther he walks pounces and then pushes you off a point or you know maybe it's a character that throws or bows and you just need to be able to go last move them off their point and then you win and so but you have to find a way so that you will end up being able to go last to do that um danny where do you want to start what's a good way to lose priority if you want to go last if you want to go last is essentially you want to put yourself in situations where they you overkill characters, right? And you go, cool, I could ignore this character, I cannot daze them, but if I decide to daze them and I lose priority, yeah, I'll flip over it, but I'm not really worried about losing my characters next round, like playing Web Warriors or something. Um, so that you come back at full health and then you get to counterpunch them with more power. The flip side to dazing characters is that your opponent's getting more power and has a better clapback for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I mean, and if you're if they're, you're talking about a daze on potentially the last round of the game, they may never get to clapback. Correct, because now they're restricted on how they want to activate their turns, and the character they could quote easily daze isn't necessarily the character they want to attack first because they're not the most dangerous character on the table. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I do think it's important occasionally if you are trying to make sure that you get the last activation um, and you have two choices for who to kill, maybe you just pick the easier one, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe it's like slightly better if you daze that three or the four, but if there's a two threat that's got like two health left, just get that character dazed so that you are up activations and will probably get to go last because that's a reliable daze. And, like, put them in positions where they can only attack your characters who have already activated. Uh, a situation where I would want to go last is, like, that um, having a character who has multiple extracts who's in a relatively safe position now, that if you can hold them off and you think they'll survive through uh, potential couple attacks or they're just further up away that you don't think they'll really be attacked, is, like, going last with them essentially assures that they take one, maybe two attacks, but potentially no attacks and are now even further away because now your opponent's like, well, I'm kind of, I'm within a move in the single attack of the extract character. Maybe I can take them out and they get over greedy. 
All right, cool. You're wasting resources into what I believe is a fairly low percentage chance. And now I'm going to capitalize this by trying to get other secures or, or run away. And essentially, you're baiting them into wasting, uh, into inefficient activations. How about that? Yeah, that, that can absolutely work out to your benefit. Um, I've certainly had games, like there was a game I was losing on Gamma, and I had this weird opportunity where I did the math and I was like, I can risk this and they would get to 15. But then I think I could score out the next turn where I essentially leave them with like three characters with one health. And, you know, because of cube damage and gamma damage and like all this stuff, I was like, I will have priority. They will have like three characters at one health. And then the first round of the next turn, I can daze two or three characters almost without rolling dice. I'm like, oh, well, Medusa throws this character into this wall. They daze. And then I just have to get one damage on this character. And, you know, you can just set yourself up for now. They only have one or two activations and I'm going to get to go last. And I can just move my characters to all these gamma points and score out. And so it can be a thing that you think about like the turn prior or at least like the second half of a round where you're just like, okay, I'm in a losing position. They're going to score a bunch. Yeah, it would be great for me to get them to drop. Like this was like Ghost Rider situation where he was going to be like very loaded on power. And I'm like, it doesn't really help me to daze him while he's already activated. I can't KO him. He's got deal with the devil. I would have to, the only way I don't deal with that Ghost Rider activation is if I leave him on one health and then Medusa chucks him into that building to guarantee a point of damage right so that that is certainly a thing that you can think about like set yourself up for easy days as the following turn um uh another easy way to lose prior and not realize it is forgetting how iron fist works <laughs> and that is something yes. i've 100 done like ah oh, hell yeah i got iron fist character like, okay cool you lose prior like I did not expect that to happen. Just <laughs> You're like, yes, that means you do not get to activate that character. Uh, yep. yep. Um, that can also happen if you like used OG Strange's spender and you activate someone that can accidentally lose you priority. <laughs> yeah. And it just randomly comes out. And you're like, oh, I didn't think that was going to happen. or I didn't really like plan out that eventuality. And so now I have to deal with my own failures. Yeah, and he's got to re-roll, but you got to realize, like, when you're deciding whether to re-roll those dice, what happens if you then activate the character, and you're like, I just want to stagger you. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to activate you. But if you do the re-roll, you could just get locked into it. Yeah. Um, um, and then as a like last thing, right, like, there's always the, the classic cards, which is, like, Red Skull and Cosmic Recreation. Look at Kyle since we were talking about Convocation the other day. Yep. Um, you know, just ways where you bring a character out of being activated and they activate again causes the order activations to change. Yeah, I've always thought it would be interesting to see a uh, a Red Skull Cabal build that was a little more control oriented. Because usually the downside of playing Cosmic Invig is that you might lose, you might like kill a bunch of stuff, but then you lose priority. And I thought it'd be interesting, like, well, what happens if you do that on a character that, like, say, like, Doctor Strange, right? Say you play OG Strange in um, in Cabal. That doesn't fit thematically, but, you know, you're a bad guy. You'll recruit whoever wants to work for you, Denny. Um, but he could, like, move two more people off points and then heal back the damage because he's, like, gets the Cabal leadership. So all he has to do is get one point of damage to push. Then he gets two power, maybe three if he rolls a shield. And then, like, after moving two more people off points, 
can then heal himself back to damage from cosmic invigoration. It's it's just an idea that's been in the back of my head that like I feel like I should try at some point. Um but um there's also difficult to please, right? You could yep. do Magneto for control, right? And like Scarlet Witch and uh um Quicksilver like set up for that he gets another activation and then you move people off points and you score out. Like that that could absolutely be a way you intentionally lose priority or just like keep it in mind and don't do it when you need to like keep priority. Yeah. Um, Difficult to please is one of those cards. That's always like my 11th or 12th card where I get see situations where I would play it, but I end up just having slightly other game plans that I want to do. Yeah. But man, Magneto acting twice is so good. Yep. And I mean, Keep in mind with some of these beam characters and such, there are ways for you to daze your own character. Yep. Right? If you've got, um, you know, if you've got a vision or an enchantress, right, and you've got a character at one, you could daze your own character either to make sure that they get a full activation the next turn so your opponent can't do the shit like i was just talking about we're like oh now i can just throw this character into that character and guarantee that daze and you lose an activation um but you could do it to yourself to either a make sure that character gets an activation the next round or specifically um shift the priority that would be kind of a situation for you to gain priority you're like oh i will just daze my own character with this beam right um, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, and killing your own kids is always a very bad guy move, so I, I feel it. <laughs> You're like, I'm on board for this. I cannot believe I'm the hero player of this podcast. I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Um, there's just some spicy stuff you can do, and also in terms of amazing beings, it's always sinister because he still gets to get attracted. He doesn't care about good guys or bad guys. Everyone's his friend. <laughs> Yes, he will just, he will murder everyone for his genetic tokens. Um, Yeah, man, it's just, controlling priority is such a fundamental part of MCP. It's a really critical thing to keep in mind. Um, And if you're playing an attrition team, I feel like you should actively be thinking about ways to include this stuff. Like, I am surprised how often attrition teams do not include bodyguard characters. It's hard to fit points sometimes. What can I tell you? Yeah, and I totally like I totally forgot to mention as we were talking about it. I always like the price of failure card for brother uh sorry for Black Order. Um where I would like bodyguard with a Koye or an early round to like protect Thanos. And then when she gets dazed, at some point I will price a failure to kill her, give power to Thanos, Corvus, and Proxima, and then gain priority back because I could kill her before she activates. That's really matters in life. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I always thought that that was a drastically underrated card. And so, um, and then there's the new, um, the new card that comes with, uh, uh, Fury senior where you could potentially not have Fury senior on the board to begin the game Would that uh, can shift priority. That one is, it's so interesting because when you have a character that doesn't start on the table, which I don't think they've done before. Um, yeah. And then two, the really interesting that's happening with that ability is that you get to place that character on a part of the board. So it's like, oh, my opponent switched to the other side of the table. Well, Fury's here now. And he's going to help me mitigate some of that. 
Yeah. I don't really like the card, but I do think there's going to be situations where people don't realize what it does to the priority plan. And maybe both directions. Like, certainly don't play it if you want to try to have the last activation, because you could totally screw yourself out of that. Um, I think that's also a, a card where just the threat of it forces your opponent to think about it. Because even if you start Fury on the table, he can still walk up, shoot, and then um, royalty that character. Yeah, he could totally, like, siblings in, siblings in arms, right? And just, yeah. like, teleport a character forward. He seems like a great round one character. So I don't like the card, but it certainly seems like something I would keep in mind as potential ways to gain priority in the right situation. Um, so if you're bringing that character, maybe you still fit that card into your 10, just so if you, like, maybe you're playing against Brotherhood or something and you, you think you could potentially, like, steal priority with it or, you know, something like that. Um all right, man. Well, I feel like we covered all of the importance of controlling priority. Do you feel like we missed anything? No, I don't think there's any like, big ones left. Um, I mean, the real takeaway for everyone is just understanding how priority works is a key component of this game. So always be kind of keeping a lookout and understanding your relationship with it turn over turn. Yeah, absolutely. And just like know who's going to be gaining priority at any moment and if that's the right decision and make sure that factors into what you do. If you are currently going to have priority and you want that, don't daze characters. Like, you know, don't don't do anything that would shift that. Um, and like keep in mind with grunts, like when you pass or when you're not able to pass, that can shift things. So just keep all of that in mind and make sure that the decisions that are making are leading you towards either having or not having it, whichever way that you prefer. You actually um, remind me of a different way of doing it in your last statement, and it's grunts. And you can do a weird thing where you can pass where grunts on the table because they count as a character. So you can intentionally give up priority. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, you have two characters left, and I only have one. I will pass. And then they activate the grunts and the parent, and now you get to go last. Yeah. That's just a weird interaction. Yeah. I've seen the the bad situations on the flip side where a player is like, I'm going to pass because I have one character left and you have two. And it's like, well, no, you have Daredevil and Grunts. So you still have two. So you have to activate. And then I get to activate Shuri and Black Panther on you after you're all done activating, which is really bad. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you might not want to kill your opponent's Grunt to, like, prevent them from being able to pass. Like, uh, it's it can be frustrating, but. All right. Well, Danny, I think we've we've hammered into this enough. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed Danny and I breaking down controlling priority. And I'm just going to close this out with the most OP thing that you could do is beam over to your own characters to daze them and regain priority because that's what villains do. 